When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chant TV. Great to be with you. Hope you're joining us after a fantastic weekend. Another day. Another day closer. We are 11 days from the start of college football, Tom Lang. 11 days. Is that accurate? My God. Yeah. Yeah. Like 11 days and 20-something hours. Sure. Nobody nobody cares about that. They just care about the day counter. Yeah. It's 11. It's 11, buddy. What does that do for you? Man, you can feel that all the way down in the plums. You get excited about a a football return. You know, I'm going to admit something as we start hour two. I watched, so I had some projects around the house to do inside this week, and all inside because uh, we have been forsaken and uh, the world is on fire. And it is averaging 100 degrees with a heat index of 108. For two weeks straight, and uh, I'm angry about it, and I'm about done with this. And let me tell you a couple things: if it gets to be in the 20s in the winter here, I don't want to hear a peep from anybody. You shut your mouth, you heat lovers. It's been 4,000 degrees across this world. We're all dying of heat stroke. People falling over. You can't even go outside. It sucks to be alive. It's so hot right now, and. If we get a cold winter, I hope it kills half of you off. I'm done with this. There's too many people on the damn planet. It needs to be colder. Let's go. Bring me some fierce winter. I want an uncomfortable winter. I want people to be like, I thought I lived in Florida. I want to hear stupid stuff like that. My God, help out the weather. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear people like, I haven't worn this coat since 74. Yeah, that was the last crazy winter El Nino we had. Yeah, there you go. That's what I want. I want it to be so cold that I'm angry it's cold and I have to remind myself to shut up and not complain about the cold. That's how cold I want it to be. I want to call Tom and go, God, we haven't golfed in a month and a half. It's been 30 degrees every day. Uh, This is nuts. 
for the record, sir, I play in 30 degrees in the winter all the yeah. time. In fact, okay. I love it. I think it's fantastic. All right. All right. And Danny is a proud Golden Chief booster and has been for over 18 years there at Zaxby's. Mm-hmm. He loves it, too. He's a world traveler. He's seen things. He likes different people, different weather, different things. Yes, he does. Yeah, you know what? I wanted to get so cold in the winter. How cold do you want it to get? That when you get the platter from Zaxby's, that is a source of heat for you. You Get your hands over those. Get your hands over those fingers. That's right. You open up the platter, then you go. Thank God. Thank God. Get the platter. Yes. Yeah. I want my kids to be like, this is ridiculous, Dad, because we get up every morning to go to school, and it's early. And, you know, there's nothing like that smack in the face when you walk outside, and it's 31 and windy, and you're getting ready to go to school at 630 in the morning. You want that platter when you have it on your outdoor deck for a bonfire to look like Reggie White's head at Lambeau circa <laughs> 1995. They showed That's- that camera shot every week. You remember that? Yeah, they did. They did. Every right. week. And get you some Zach sauce with Reggie White's hair. Go ahead. Get you some Zach sauce. Spice it up a little bit, everybody. Uh, as I said, 52 neighborhood Zaxby's here in Tallahassee. Swing on by one of the 52 near you and get you the uh, big platter or the chicken sandwich with the split top bun and the three thick cut pickles, however you want it. Maybe get a little spicy with that Zach sauce. That's what I do. Get you some fried pickles to go with it. It's a glorious thing. Anyhow, so I was doing chores in the house because of the godforsaken heat. And I said, I'm not going outside. I'm not. I'm tired of it. If I go outside, I'm going to go outside to throw something away that was inside the house. And then I'm going to be the a-hole that comes back in after 30 seconds outside and complains about the time that I was outside for 30 seconds. That's how it's going to work. I'm going to come in and my wife's going to be there and I'm going to go, golly, it's ridiculous out there. And it'll be the sixth time that I said it that day returning from the trash can. I want to be that kind of annoying because I'm tired of it. Tired of it. Well, I did that over the weekend, and this is how desperate I am for football. I'm flipping around. I was getting ready to vacuum, Tom. Now, we have hardwood floors, but we have a big throw rug out in one of the rooms, you know, to offset all the hardwood. You got to have a little Chairman Jeff, the Chairman Jeff rug? No, it's not that rug. That would be something if we had it in the house that you'd have to walk across me. No, it's, uh, it's not that. It's just this beautiful rug that I bought years ago, and I love it. Anyhow, so you have to vacuum that rug every now and again because our dog Maggie, uh, you, you know, you just gotta you gotta vacuum. So I like vacuuming. I kind of miss vacuuming. It's the only thing about having carpet that I miss is the time that you would vacuum the carpet. I like the way that looks afterwards. Um, so I was getting ready to vacuum, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna put on something that I can watch while I'm doing the vacuuming. <laughs> I flipped around, and on the Big Ten Network, I wasn't going specifically for the Big Ten Network, but I just typed in favorites on Hulu for football. And then she popped up all the places that football was on. So like NFL Network was running a replay of a preseason game. I'm not watching a replay of a preseason game. You got to be pretty damn desperate to be watching a replay of a week one preseason game. Wasn't going to do that. And then I saw where there was uh, other college football game replays on. And they had on the Big Ten Network, Nebraska versus Notre Dame 2001. Mm. So a couple things stand out. First of all, the fact that I flipped over to Nebraska Notre Dame and kind of got interested and watched the game, Tom, tells you I am ready for football. Okay. Is that Ty Willingham? It's not. It's the end of the Bob Davey era. Bob Davey. Yeah. Bob Davey. And it's a young-looking Bob Davey. Um, And Lavecchio was the quarterback, and he sucked. He was terrible. Uh, Nebraska won 27-10, dominated the game. 
Uh, it was a time where Nebraska had not yet started to suck. And they ran the ball. They ran the ball, Tom Lang. They ran with great physicality. Eric Crouch was the quarterback uh, at Nebraska at that time. You remember Eric Crouch went on to play in the NFL. Yep, Frank and, Solich was the coach. Yeah, and it was uh, it was fun kind of watching Frank Solich still run that Nebraska offense and that they wore Notre Dame down and dominated on defense, and they were physical. And Brent Musburger was on the call, by the way. And uh, Musburger was funny. He uh, A couple times he was still talking about gambling. Back in 01. But something stood out to me about that game that made me sad. Uh, it was September the 8th, three days before 9 11. Oh. And it's so weird because our world, our life, much like our parents' lives, were divided by the Kennedy assassination. Our lives are divided by 9 11. So you yeah. have pre 9 11 and post 9 11 if you grew up in a certain era. And it really encapsulates both of us. So I'm watching that game and they flash the date. And I'm like, oh man, three days later, the world was going to stop. It, and it's yeah. just it's just nuts to think about that. But then the second thing was I did enjoy having three linebackers on the field that were really linebackers. <laughs> Offenses, it is crazy to think, Tom, that that was 2001. That's mm -hmm. the, we're in the aughts. It's not that old. It's not that long ago. It's not 1983. The offenses are so antiquated. And not because Nebraska, I'm talking about Notre Dame's offense was yeah. antiquated. It's nuts to think how quick the ball now comes out. It Yes, uh, that's nearly a quarter century ago, though, need I remind you, which is yeah. just yeah. kind of wild. Um, you know, I ended up looking up the 2001 Cornhusker schedule and uh, all that they did. But you did you know they played in the BCS title game, essentially, because they played Miami and yeah, they lost well, the Rose Bowl? even after they got smoked by Colorado in their final game of the regular season. So they finished 11 and one in the regular season. They lost to Colorado 62 to 36. Yeah. And it's a game where Colorado had both of their running backs rush for over 200 yards. I think. How in the hell do you continue on to play for a title after you yeah. lose 62 to 36? What the hell is that? We talk about freebies now for Ohio state and Alabama and Georgia. Like they get at, you know, a free loss at any point. Like it's a new thing. Apparently it's not because we had to play Florida again after beating them in, in, in our 11th game in the 90s. And then in this particular instance, the 12th game, Nebraska gets absolutely housed by Colorado, still plays for the title. Yeah, I can still remember that game. Uh, Colorado still running. It was probably the last time Colorado was any good. Uh, I mean, truthfully, yeah. probably was. And uh, I think it was. Yeah, uh, there were – there. college football has never decided its champion in a way that would make any any sense whatsoever to people who don't live here. So if you lived in Europe and you told and, and, and you're a visiting American and they said, what is your favorite sport? And you said, oh, I love college football. Oh, really? Tell me about college football. How does it work? OK, well, it's just like the NFL football. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I've seen some of it. Yeah. I know in the NFL they have playoffs and they play each other and you move on each round and then you play for a championship. How do they do it in college? Well, people vote. What? Well, you know, this team doesn't always play the same schedule. In fact, most teams don't play the same schedule as the other teams, and they don't play against the same teams at all. So we need a bunch of people to lay eyes on their TV sets and decide they think that team's probably better than that team, but their record could be the same, and they didn't play the same schedule. Oh, okay, so then what happens? Well, then based on who the people voted in or the computer says they think is best, then they go in – do they have a playoff? They play each other in the playoffs? Oh, no, no. They don't play each other in a playoff at all. No. They play each other in a bowl game. It might have number two versus number 12 and number one versus number seven. 
Well, that hardly seems fair. Right. Well, it's based on conferences, alignments with certain bowls. Oh, so where do they play? Well, all over the country. Sometimes you get shipped off to California. Other times you get shipped off to the Northeast. Sometimes you play. Think about how you'd have to explain this. Yeah. And it also goes to show you how, as time has progressed and we've become modern as a sport here in college football, how the bowl system is just one big shakedown. It's one big <laughs> shakedown. You think about all these bowl officials yeah. that roll on into the press box and you're like, man. So is this like a, a stipend that you get? Oh, oh, no, I'm sorry. You're the CEO of a bowl game? Right. Good Christmas. This is Correct. ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted that job for the longest time. When I'd see those guys come walking in, in their jackets, I'd be like, oh, man, they're here for the shakedown. Here for the shakedown money. They get to eat at the Governor's Club tonight. They'll roll on out of here. They'll go on back to their beautiful homes on the beach until they get told next week and you're going to Alabama versus Ole Miss. Okay, don't mind if I do. Yeah. It's on you. I'm going to sit down and eat whatever the equivalent of the Governor's Club is here in, you know, in, in Montgomery. Oh, not Montgomery. Uh, in uh, in Alabama. In Alabama. Yeah, it's nuts. Jordan Hare yeah. and Auburn, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, Tuscaloosa. Uh, so, uh, 10 wins for Colorado. Just a quick fact check. 10 wins for Colorado in 2001. They've won 10 games precisely one time between that point and present. And that was 2016. Oddly enough, they had a 10-win season not that long ago. But from there, it's been 5-5-5-4-4-1 five, 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 four, four, wins, respectively. It hurt your feelings to be sub-6 every year. Mm. And I got to tell you, Dion ain't winning 6 this year. So get mm. ready for another 5-5-5-5 five, 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 or 4-4-4-4, four, 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 um, which should be, should be fun. Florida State scrimmage last night. We, as the media, are not allowed to be there. We did get to hear the coaches and the coordinators talk about it afterwards. And we've talked a little bit about what that meant, what that was, what you could maybe take away from what they had to say. A lot of that in the first hour. Uh, Want to circle back really quickly and just remind everybody, weird week. It's my fault. It's not the fine folks at War Chance's fault or 93.3's fault. I've got a couple of days that I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be up in Atlanta helping my brother out some things, and then I've got a colonoscopy at the end of the week. I'm an open book, guys. I'm an open book. Uh, and so, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You guys have been listening to me since I was in my 20s, and these kinds of things didn't happen. Now i got to go get these checkups. They tell me i got to do it. What are you going to do? Got to do it before the season starts, before we get down to Orlando for the LSU game. Got to get all this stuff done. And this is the week for me to get things done. So what will happen is tonight, the smash, which is normally on this evening, is going to be a combo smash seminal headlines. Me, Ira, and Corey are going to get together, and we're going to do two hours worth, and it's a combo. Yeah, it's fancy. Uh, smash seminal headlines, because I won't be here tomorrow, and we didn't want to have to cancel headlines. And we do run the risk that some of what happens tonight that will be utilized for tomorrow's headlines will become dated. Yeah. And that's fine. It can. That's like the old days of Seminole Headlines when we used to record it really early in the morning and then the headlines curse would strike and we'd find out some big news later that day, uh, thus dating Seminole Headlines immediately. But let's let's see what happens. It'll be interactive, though, much like it usually is on a Tuesday. So it's tonight. I suppose that's a combo <clears throat> headline. Sem um, Monday Smash. Smash brought to you by State Farm agent Russ Voorhis, Register Sausage, Heather Birch, Orthodontics, and more. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. All three of those. That's right. Yeah. Come on in, everybody. Nice to meet each other, right? We're all supporters. We're all doing our things here. Let's everybody shake hands. Let's cross-pollinate a little bit tonight, and then we'll go on our way all rooting for the Knowles. Yes, good to see you guys. That'll be tonight. 
Yeah. And for those of you that are listening traditionally on radio today saying, I don't want to go do that. I, I like it when I like it. I'm driving. You'll hear it tomorrow. You'll hear it tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be on 93.3 tomorrow from one to three. No big deal. There will be no Jeff Cameron show on Wednesday. None, not a zero zilch, nothing. I'm not here. It's not going to happen. I'm out of pocket. That's the way it's going to be Thursday. I'm back for a show. Uh, it's a quick drop in because I'm off Friday for the uh, colonoscopy. <laughs> so there's a lot going on. Now everything totally returns to normal next Monday, but it's a choppy convoluted week this week because of me. Now all of the other stuff, wake up war chant, all the great writing from Ira and Corey and Tom and anybody else, if Matt writes something, all that's Mike. All that stuff will continue business as usual. The great coverage. Will, there'll be a practice every day this week. Just because I'm out doesn't mean they'll be out. There'll be plenty of stuff. All the things are going to happen this week that normally do. Yeah, that's uh, observations this week, Tuesday through Saturday. This is it. They, they break it down a little bit more to a normal week beyond this one. So these are the dog days. And this is where I think the roster is going to start to separate itself. You know, Mike Norvell said last night after the scrimmage that you know, depth chart decisions and, and roster uh, too deep, they fluctuate after scrimmages. And so we'll be able to see that at practice. We won't be able to tell you exactly. It's, that's Mike Norvell's policy. So it's kind of a bad tease on his part to let you know that there are going to be some changes. But this is it. They go Tuesday through Saturday straight. They have another scrimmage on Sunday. And then they break it down more like a game week after that. So uh, in terms of, Everyday type of content, it's every day this week, Tuesday through Sunday. You got something coming from the head coach and coming from the players. Yeah, so uh, continue to be here at Warchant and subscribe to Warchant.com. Why would you not? Uh, what's the deal right now with Warchant.com, Tom? We've always got something going on where we celebrate people coming on board. Is it just a great deal? Is it just a, a, a no, there's nothing special? Fantastic. Just fantastic deals. <laughs> And uh, I think today is the last day of the uh, the Battles End promotion, where if you join the Battles End, you can get a War Champ membership through the end of the calendar year. As Boom! Well. Why would you not do that? Get off your ass and join the Battles End. Let's go! But I believe today is the last day. So um, if it's already dated, sorry about that. Uh, but there's already nearly a couple hundred folks that have done that, uh, that have joined That's the good. Battles End. Uh, a couple have joined the Battles End at alarming levels, which is great because FSU has been making a lot of headway. I don't know if you saw the graphic that director Ben put out this weekend, uh, but Florida state university has four of the top 10 players in Georgia committed in this 2024 class. Yeah, I saw it. No Shaking other things up in the peach tree state. And they did a little peach there. I saw it. He put the sign, Ben put yeah, the welcome did. sign, which is really smart. Mm -hmm. No other school has more than one that includes Georgia. So yeah. The yeah, battle to take your players, up. Kirby. We're here to take your players. By the way, when I see the peach, I just think of ass cheeks. I never think of uh, peaches. Uh, the kids have <laughs> ruined me because of their silly emoji uh, language that's been developed over the years. That's all. I see a yes. peach. I'm like, they're not talking about peaches. <laughs> Don't get you started on the eggplant, right? Oh, my goodness gracious. No, it took me forever to figure out why do they keep what's the egg? Oh. <laughs> There I was, late to the party. There it is. Uh, did you watch any uh, – short part question here before we get back to FSU. Did you watch any of the Bucks nightmare? No, no. Uh, we were at a dinner together, and I decided that was going to be enough. I didn't need to uh, re revisit what happened. We were. We had a great dinner with our friends at the Battles Inn. But I will tell you this, Tom. I went back and watched only because I didn't care about Baker Mayfield going eight for nine and looking good. Um, I cared – what Kyle Trask was doing. I was kind of curious, are we about to put the uh, the nail in the coffin on the Kyle Trask experiment? And the answer is yes, he's done. It's over. Go ahead and cut him. He's terrible. There's been no progress made whatsoever. Took three sacks. 
on him uh, and looked awful, had the pick as well. Just nothing to see here. He's not a player. So, eh, damn it. No, it didn't work out. No, I think that we need to start him for 17 games <laughs> to really know, to yeah. really know whether or not he can handle the NFL. The problem is the Bucks have enough talent on defense to not get you what you're trying to do, what you're trying to get. You're trying to get Caleb Williams. You're trying to get Drake May. Well, one would presume that if you're going to get either one of those two guys, you probably can't win more than three games. You're going to have to go three and 14, maybe four and 13, something like that, you know, maybe because it's a 17-game schedule these days, and it still sounds weird to say that out loud, but yeah. maybe that's it. And they have all the offensive weapons back, too. They kind of actually might be average. Yeah, I know. Which is the, that's the death. Don't be average. Either be great or ass. You can't be average. Who wants to watch nine and eight? Who wants to watch eight and nine? You can't do it. It's like, uh, you're not good enough to make the playoffs, but you're good enough not to draft in the top 10. And now we're screwed. Yep. That's not. Which is why we need to really bear down with Kyle Trask. And Let's Nuno. give some love to Kyle Trask and see what he's really about, Tom, through 17 yes. games. Yes. All right. All right. I'll bring it back to the scrimmage, Florida State scrimmage, that is, in just a moment. Jeff Cambridge on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply the cameron show is a production of the warchant.com multimedia network check out warchant.com today for the latest news inside florida state athletics that's warchant.com now back to jeff on real talk 3-3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Glad you're on board. Glad you're with us. Hey, I think, Tom, are we are we announcing, are we doing, what's going on here with the listener appreciation thing? That's something that I just ambushed you with that I shouldn't have. I feel like we should tell people that it's coming up, that we're going to have a, a day, aren't we? Yes, we, we are having a day. It is a bit of an ambush, but uh, we can delve into it. I think we know we're going to do it. Yeah, so it would be two Fridays from now. That would be the 25th of August. Uh, earlier earlier in the evening because uh, Dad's got to go watch Son play football in Tallahassee. What's happening? You know, all these years after uh, general manager after general manager at Old Place wanted high school programming, you could now host one of the high school shows. I could, but I'm not going to. Um, on the old airwaves. Yeah. Uh, but yes, 4 to 6 p.m. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill 2475 Appalachian Parkway. That's the plan. This year, uh, we've got shirts on, on you know, it's almost there in terms of 
It's going to happen, guys. We've got shirts for you, and then we're going to have free beer for you. I don't know that we're going to do a raffle that takes an hour. Uh, There was a lot of great free stuff that we did over the years, uh, but we were running a radio station ourselves at that time, so we had a lot of leeway to go make those kinds of deals. But how about free beer? Does free beer sound good to you? Because I think that's what we're going to do in addition to the shirts, and there might be a little bit of a live show element for a period of time in that window as well. It'll be a really fun time, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, 4 to 6 p.m., they're going to have live music after that that night with Tom and the Cats. It's going to be a great. Big, yeah. Yeah. They're great. So it's going to be a big time. Yeah. And I just wanted people to be able to put it on their calendar. This is the time of the year where it gets crazy busy and we all have to put things on our calendar. And so the sooner I could get that out there to you, the better. Uh, we're finalizing, as you could hear in Tom's voice there, uh, <laughs> that we're finalizing these plans. But I have faith in the people that we're finalizing these plans with. Just like I have faith in Tom Wang. It's going to get done. We're going to be good to go. It's all going to happen, and it'll be fun. And it's not this Friday, but the following Friday. And then it's time to get it on. It's 11 days and some odd hours away from the start of college football. It is something to behold. We're nearly, nearly set to lock in on an almost daily basis to some form of football and we all know how glorious that is. And Florida State's football team is good at playing football once again. So the expectations of this team are through the roof. I can't go anywhere these days. This is not a complaint. I quite literally cannot go anywhere these days out and about in lovely Tallahassee without running into somebody that wants to talk about the prospects of Florida State's success on the football field this year. And I get it. It's a fun conversation to have. And I'm enjoying being able to convey to them just how good the team is. You know, in the past, when I get asked this question and the team's not good, I always try to think of a way to land lightly, uh, to ease them into this understanding that the team's going to let them down. Because fans, by definition, always have lofty expectations of their favorite team, even if it's unreasonable, because what we do as fans. But as somebody who's out there watching practice every day, you can be brought back down to reality very quickly when you see a team devoid of talent. And so when I would run into those people and they would say, hey, what do you think? Are we turning the corner? It always broke my heart. It broke my heart because I could hear the eagerness, the the joy in their voice, uh, the, the, the expectation in their heart, right? And I'd have to go, well, you know, I think Mike's on the right path and You know, I think he's got – there's a consistent message, and uh, it seems to me that uh, a couple spots have improved. They've raised the floor in some areas. You see, that's all talking around wins and losses is what I'm doing there. Now when I talk to people and they say, hey, I'm hearing good things. I'm listening to you and Tom on the show. I'm listening to Wake Up Warchant. I'm reading. I'm on Warchant.com. I see you guys talking about this team Seemingly every segment group is is somewhat there's somebody to be excited about, etc. I go, yeah, yep, that's correct. Yes, they're very good. They're going to be awesome on offense, and there's a good chance they're good on defense. And if they're those two things, they're gonna win a lot of games. Plus, the schedule is conducive to winning a lot of games. And so it's just cool to be able to embrace that and have that conversation now. Yesterday's scrimmage doesn't change much of that. Because it sounds like the guys you think are really good at playing football and are going to help this team did yesterday. And it also sounds like there's areas to improve. Well, there always is after one scrimmage. You don't expect the team to be a finished product. You do expect the coaches to turn the screws a little bit and say, hey, 
we got to get better here. I was a little disappointed with this. The tempo wasn't where we wanted it to be. I think we got to get better at tackling because the defensive coordinators always say that, but that's because early in camp tackling is a problem. Tackling is a problem in general, as I said in the hour uh, preceding this one. So you have these moments where it's not football speak. I mean, they are, it's not coach speak. They are telling you things about the team strength and weaknesses and everything in, in between. But there's not so much wringing of the hands going on anymore. There's not messages behind the messages that suggest they're trying to let you down easy. If you go back to the beginning of baseball season, when I interviewed Link Jarrett and several other times and other outlets when he talked to, to people asking questions about that team, if you go back and listen to him and you go back and read those pieces, you'll see Link was trying to tell us all, we're going to suck. We're not going to be good at baseball this year. We've got a thin rotation, can't lose anybody. Then they did lose somebody, happened to be their best pitcher right at the beginning of the season, and they were terrible, as we thought they might be. But he was trying to tell you that without saying it expressly. None of that is on display right now from these football coaches. They have high expectations for a very talented team, and when they criticize this group after a practice, or in this case, a scrimmage, or praise them, it's to the end of they expect to be good. They expect to be very good. They expect to be competitive, as competitive as anybody in the country. So that is where the compare and contrast sits currently. Yeah, I think you know the, the important part, too, is it sounds like when there are things to correct, they're confident that these issues can be corrected. You know, it's just the, the tone in their voice. It, it, it doesn't sound like they don't have any answers to the tests. So when they're pissed, it's qualified that we need to do better in this area and that area. Like Alex Atkins last night was not thrilled with quite a few things. One of them was uh, procedure penalties. Uh, he says, we got to get our eyes on the play clock. That tells me there's delay of game issues, organization in terms of getting to the line, making your checks and going. Uh, Alex Atkins always uh, also talked about uh, how they made big plays and there were a lot of big plays. It could be uh, a, a shot down the field to a receiver. Kaziah Holmes, the running back last night, had a big run as well, uh, but he didn't like that there wasn't a consistency in terms of building a drive and how, you know, in practice, they, they opened up a little bit and, and said they don't necessarily get into play eight or 10 or 12 of a drive when they do practice. So in these scrimmages, they really have to ratchet up the mental toughness because while in a practice setting they're on the, the sideline, they have to continue to be better as they get closer to the goal line. So you can hear that there are frustrations there. But one thing that Alex Atkins said in terms of preparation for the offense, because remember, he's the offensive coordinator first. Uh, he said, you know, maybe we shouldn't give them all the answers in practice. You know, sometimes we give them the cheat codes. Maybe that we should let them fail on their own in practice a little bit more. So these are little details. Again, it's halfway through the month of August. They're on schedule, and it sounds like they've got a solution for whatever problems have arisen. But it's not like yesterday's scrimmage was perfect. Keziah Holmes, you brought his name up. So did Alex Adkins. Let's talk about Keziah Holmes, the running back out of Penn State that transferred down here. I thought he looked great in spring in the first week, and then he hurt his hamstring, and he missed pretty much the rest of spring. Now, he, you know, he's out there, but he really wasn't, he wasn't really out there. Okay, guys. And so here's the deal. I, he made a difference. When I saw him, I thought he can play right now and he's going to be a problem for people. Now he's healthy. He's having a good camp. And I think you look at what he brings to the table. I think he's going to play, man. I think he's going to play and I think he's going to be a problem for people. I think Florida state has 
five legitimate running backs and three that are really good. Uh, and maybe the other two will be. Maybe four. Maybe four. Sorry, maybe four. Different skill sets. Because, you know, I can't leave Toafili out, even though I kind of look at him as a, a, a pass catcher. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that was gratuitous. But I, I really think they got four guys that can help you on any given Saturday at the running back position. You throw Jordan Travis out. I even like CJ Campbell. I can't, yeah. they got five, they got five yeah. to six guys that can hurt you with their legs on a given Saturday. And I, you're going to say more than that. Yeah. Cause Sam Singleton, they said he was a little bit limited last night, but that dude already is a larger body than a CJ Campbell or Lawrence Toa and he's got track speed. I'm not saying that you got to fit him into the rotation this year. I'm yeah, not right, 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 right. Yeah. I'm saying I'm he's just gonna... saying. If you had a doomsday scenario in which CJ is not available, Toa Feely's not available, Rodney Hill goes They're down, be all right. he, he'll do fine. He will do fine. Like they I'll are, they are stacked there. I'll give you a better one. I'll tell you, okay, here's a doomsday scenario. You don't have Trey Benson and you don't have Lawrence Toa Feely. Not worried. Not worried. We're okay. Not, okay. Worried, Tom. not worried at all. At That's- all. That is not me saying that there's somebody better than Trey Benson or that the guy that's the third string or fourth string running back is better than Lawrence Toafili. I'm saying they're more than capable with this offensive line and the balance that Jordan Travis makes defenses play with, with this tight end room and those wide receivers. Those guys are all good enough to hit an open hole and get yardage beyond what you would expect to be the norm, right? We talk about war, wins above replacement. Running backs in the league are being de-emphasized. And one of the reasons running backs in the league are being de-emphasized is because of advanced metrics showing that most guys get what is blocked. So you get the yardage that is blocked for. Very few guys, when they go back and watch film, in the league, because everybody in the league is a freak, all right? Very few guys get two, three, four, five yards beyond what is blocked up for them because guys tackle and guys are big and guys can really run and holes close quickly, etc. In college, I think that number is probably different, probably a lot different. Yeah. I think that we have five to six running backs that'll get more yardage than it is blocked for. Yeah. Yeah. That's that- the best way of saying that, Tom. That is accurate. The The reason I would still be concerned if Trey Benson is not available, and I'll give you a stat for it. he's our best running back. But also, if you look at the missed tackles forced last year, yeah, he didn't qualify you know, as a full-season starter because he wasn't a full-season starter, but the rate at which yes. he forced missed tackles was rivaled only by Bijan Robinson. This yeah, he was a freak. I, I, don't get me wrong. It's not ideal to lose your best running back and one of the best running backs in the country. Agreed. I'm just saying that the other running backs are all plus players above replacement level. They're all really good players. Now, you're not going to replace Trey Benson. Don't get me wrong again. I know that sounds like doublespeak, but it's not. I'm saying that if Trey Benson never existed and all that was left on your roster were the running backs you have right now, we would be having a conversation about how good the running back room is. We would. They're good. They're really good. Yeah, I just don't know how you fit all of them out there, and that's one of the challenges for the coaching staff this year. You know, receiver, you've got a lot of dudes, but you've got two followed by a list of others, and yeah. it's just it's, it is known that that's the case. Yeah, in the running back room, you've got one followed by a list of others that all can do different things, and I all don't know most places. 
Yeah, and and we ran off one that's going to start in Kansas State, and and I don't mean that Florida State kicked him out. I'm just saying that he saw the writing on the wall. I just does that mean that Lawrence Toffoli, Rodney Hill, Kaziah Holmes all get two touches, the three touches a game, or I just wonder how that's going to look week to week. I'll tell you one thing: it's going to look somebody's going to transfer. Now that that means at the end of this year, somebody's going to say I didn't get enough touches and I'm out. Oh, all right. Well, that's the reality when you bring in a bunch of good players and they all play the same position. It's okay. Somebody in that offensive line room is going to leave. Somebody in that secondary is probably going to leave. Somebody in that wide receiver core is probably going to leave. This is the world we live in now, man. If you have an abundance of good players at a position, you're going to lose one of them. That's the way it's going to work. I guarantee you one of those quarterbacks is going to leave. So that's just the way it works. Uh, You know, that's all right. Because what what are you going to do? You're going to bring Cromanhawk in and, you know, list everybody that comes back, which is everybody not named Jordan Travis next year. Right. Yeah. I think it might be post spring. I think for some sure, of these guys, sure, sure. You know, but you know what I mean? I'm saying we're headed in that yeah. direction. These guys are going to go. It's what's going to happen. Yeah. And, it, and, and I don't begrudge any of them. No, it, it's the nature of the beast. And look, before NIL was a thing, quarterbacks were doing that. Like, you know, the, the five years pre, pre uh, preceding NIL. Yeah. The quarterback shuffle was on throughout the country. It's just that every position group is like that. The whole thing. And I, I know this is its own discussion. But there are a couple of kids I'd be concerned about that I would just say, you know. Hang in there. Hang in there. You got uh, time. You're going to be all you right. make it to spring, you might as well make it to fall because by nature of the attrition that this roster is going to see mm-hmm. from December onward, you know. Yeah. yeah. God, you're gonna, there are going to be so many jobs out there for the taking for guys who have waited for their turn. Yeah, two kinds of transfers is the kid who gets impatient and can't see the forest for the trees and doesn't understand that if they wait one more year, they're the guy. And while it sucks to be on the sideline watching other people be the guy, you're about to be the guy. Hang in there. You're just not good enough to start as a freshman or a sophomore, but you will as a junior and a senior, and two good years is going to get you drafted if you play well. Hang in there. There's that kid. And then there's the kid that just knows I'm never going to be good enough to beat out the four people in front of me and I need to go play somewhere else. And to him, you say, that's correct. You're not. It's not your fault. We recruited you. You did everything we asked of you. We're going to help you find a home. That's what we're going to do. And I wish you nothing but the best. Two different types. That's what happens there, you know? And so you just hope that it's usually the, uh, you know, you hope it's the latter. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. From the fire below. Jeff Cameron Show, final segment. We'll get to probables momentarily before we get to probables, all that good stuff. Reiterate, today's show was recorded. As I said before, had to be going to be out of town tomorrow and Wednesday. Back in town to do a JCS on Thursday in some capacity. Friday, I'm out having a colonoscopy. I don't care. You guys all know now. Said it five times. I want people to understand the schedule is different. But tonight, 7 o'clock, Tom? 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, a combo smash slash seminal headlines. Want to make sure we have fresh content. 
for both shows. And because it's my fault that we would miss some of the headlines tomorrow, I thought, can we do something together? The answer was yes. The fellas accommodated me. I appreciate that. And now we're going to get together tonight and do a combo smash headlines. You guys join us at 7 o'clock. Should be fun. The three of us will be together. We can answer questions. We can have long-form discussions about uh, all things Florida State and whatever else we get into. And that will serve as tomorrow's seminal headlines if you're downloading the podcast or you're listening live on 93.3 as well. And then there is no show, no JCS on Wednesday. We're back Thursday, no JCS on Friday. But all the stuff that you've come to expect from War Chant whether it be video or podcast or, you know, all that stuff, the writing, obviously, it's all going to go as planned covering four state practices. There'll be wrap-ups. There'll be stand-ups. They'll do all those things that they always do. Uh, And then I'll be all back to normal. We'd like to think, knock on wood, come Monday. So we're all good come Monday. That's an extended stay tonight, too, at 7 o'clock because you guys are filling up enough content for the two-hour window tomorrow. So you guys will be talking for a while on the smash. Bring the bottle, leave the bottle, folks, if you're joining us uh, tonight live at 7 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, so it should be fun. I look forward to it. Did you watch any baseball over the weekend? I saw, buddy, I almost texted you. I know you don't care anymore, but at one point I saw something like 23 to 1 or 6 or 3. Uh, or... Yeah, 21 to 3. Uh, I think <laughs> the run differential this weekend was 30, but we did take one out of four. It's just the nature of the beast right now for for being a Mets fan. But I'm sure the chat's lighting up, too, with that kind of stuff. It's fine, guys. You, you don't understand. Let me just a quick PSA to my Braves brethren out there. You guys don't understand. The disappointment the Mets have felt my entire lifetime is immense. Even when you make the World Series, you blow three leads with four outs or fewer to get, and you lose the World Series. You lose to the Yankees in 2000. Like Anything you say is not going to affect Mets gear wearing. It's a Shea Stadium sign. That was a den of bad baseball for decades. 86 is the outlier, so we're going to be fine. It's the nature of the beast being a Met fan. All your teams can't be great. If you guys are actually Hawks fans out there, you understand that too. Falcons too. Yes. Oh, definitely. Still haven't won a Super Bowl. One of the very few teams in the National Football League to never win a Super Bowl. Actually, I think it's more impressive than anything the Mets have done to blow a 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. You know, so like, you know, it's just not every team can win. But the orange and blue for the Mets, always, always. Yeah, during baseball season, you have to. You gotta you gotta represent. Uh by the way, this goes against that tonight. With identical records. And you know what? I think our cost per win is exactly the same, right? Cost per win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw I laughed today when we sat down to do the show together and you had your Mets cap on and I had my pirates cap off on. I like, how good is this? We play each other tonight. This is good. Good times. I don't even remember what the record was last year. I can't, I, we, neither of us have mattered for a while. So it's like, uh, you know, well, we won a hundred games last year, but just that's right. I forgot. Division, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> hey, we took the Braves to the wire this year, buddy, two games to two games and, uh, and really probably should have won all four and they know it. They know it. We're a scrappy bunch in Pittsburgh, that's, man. Yep. Got a payroll of $7 and we're out here bringing it every night meanwhile i think there are a few guys in the mets roster that have golf tees between their ear and the and the, their temple as they're in the batter's boxes my man's wearing a golf glove in fact he forgot to change out the gloves uh let me tell you about my friends at power mill the best in the business equipping motivating athletes focused on both softball and baseball they'll give your kids the tools to reach their true potential. And that's what any of us want, whether your kid's good enough to make it to the majors or just 
have a good run of it in Little League Baseball. Same for softball. You just want them to get the most out of their abilities and have the tools to do so. That's where Power, Power Mill comes into play. PowerMillSports.com. 45 years of experience. Here you go. Let's cue it up. Let's get to these probables. Strohs, Marlins, Fromber, Valdez, Braxton Garrett. Pirates and Mets tonight, everybody. That's a TBD for the Buccos. We're running out of people, so they don't know. They may bring up a kid. Carlos Carrasco will go for the Mets. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's uh, it's at City Field, buddy. Beautiful ballpark. Yankees, Braves, Clark Schmidt, Max Free. Go Braves. A's, Cardinals, J.P. Sears, Miles, Meekless. Yes. Angels, Rangers, Patrick Sandoval, Max Scherzer, who's pitching really well right now. <laughs> He's now 11-4 with a 3-8. No, no, no. With a three eight and and look, he pitched seven innings of one run ball against the A's in his two starts against yeah, he's pitched against the A's and the White Sox. Just hang in there on Max. Mariners, Royals, Logan Gilbert, Brady Singer. We got the D backs and the Rockies, TBD, and Chris Flexen. Orioles Padres should be a good matchup. Grayson Rodriguez and Hugh Darvish. Rays, Giants. Tyler Glasnow and Ryan Walker. And that is a look at those that shall reside on the bump. All right, so it's going to be arduous, Tom, for uh, this week. Uh, you guys out there covering. I'm not trying to uh, belittle the fact that I don't won't be out there. Um, but But I am saying that I think you're going to get to know that team and even take another step and get to know that team this week. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I think Corey's up uh, taking care of business as a father before Brady's, uh, you know, season begins and, and his uh, schooling begins as well. So uh, Ira, myself, Matt, Aslan. Aslan yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to know this thing. Uh, and I look forward to that too, because the coaching staff has teased that there's going to be some movement in terms of who starts or who's a primary reserve. That's cool. We won't be able to tell you about that, but I can't wait to see that myself. And then full pads. We have not seen full pads in Tallahassee yet. I look forward to seeing those types of days and how that affects the skill position players. You're right. The guys in the trenches, even with just the uppers, you get a good sense of who's doing what. The leg pads don't make that much of a difference when you're doing a one-on-one pass rush. Okay, due to skill position players. Huge difference. Humongous difference. And I think for the running back room, for the third receiver position, that's going to help separate the men from the boys. And then also some of the younger secondary players. All right. If I don't know if they'll go full live when we get to see them, unlike the scrimmages, but a lot of the freshmen know how to get to the right place. But are you strong enough at 19 years old to bring a guy to the ground like a Johnny Wilson, Keon Coleman, or Kentron Portier? Uh, maybe those guys, but not Trey Benson. Yeah. And I can promise you if you're a corner and you're 5'11", 190, you want no part of that. That is not a lot of fun, man. That is Ooh, that's a nightmare. There was nothing worse back in the day having a guy come through at 235. Uh, and the next thing you know, linebacker, oh, he slipped. And here I got to come up and make this hit. No, no, no. So the first three names that Mike Norvell brought up for punt returner last night were Keon Coleman, yep. Destin Hill, Vandravius Jacobs. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good news. Yeah, and they're yes, I think they all have a chance to do good things. Keon Coleman seems like the guy right about now. Uh, Tom, thanks for making uh, way for me here. I'm sorry I've messed up everybody's schedule tonight. 
the smash slash headlines. We'll be doing it up. Make sure you tune in at seven o'clock. Looking forward to talking to you guys then. That'll be live. Uh, until next time, uh, thanks for the hard work behind the scenes, everybody. Peace.